At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. There's only 24 hours in a day. I got a pair of earbuds and I wish there was a way that I could know just what I want to listen to. There's 150,000 shows that I'm not sitting through. Welcome to Pod on Pod, a guide to the world of podcasts because it's not your daddy's radio. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. And I'm Joel. Welcome back, my friends, to Pod on Pod, a show where every week we review a different podcast. Well, What's that? Almost every week. Almost every week. You're right. We have skipped a couple, I suppose. Uh, two weeks out of uh, you know what is coming up swiftly on a year here. Uh, that's pretty fair. And then the other thing is we did that whole month where we did two reviews a week. So, you know, there's some bonus. We got some <laughs> lanyard going. <laughs> Uh, but it- At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Mo- well, mostly what we do is we come back every Wednesday and we review a new podcast for you to help you find your next favorite show. There is a wealth of free entertainment out there for you uh, in the podcast world, and it's really hard to get through. There's a lot of great shows, but there's a tremendous amount of not-so-great shows, too. So we try to find some new shows every week to highlight for you. This week in particular, we're going to be discussing a show called... Hello Internet. Which, was this a listener-submitted show? It was, and I, I don't know who submitted it. Yeah, I don't so have the notes. W- what was great about this uh, this particular show, I didn't have a clue what it was, didn't have any idea who the hosts were going in. Uh, here I found it. Brandon Porter, as a matter of fact, submitted this one. He also submitted the still-untitled uh, Adam Savage Project. Uh, but he suggested that we check out uh, Hello Internet, hosted by CGP Gray and Brady Haran, uh, who both make a living on making educational YouTube videos. So this is an interesting show, Josh, and we're going to get right into it here. Every week on Pod on Pod, we break the show down by uh, talking to you about audio quality, host likability, production values, and then the content itself. We also give you an overall rating. We rate things here on Pod on Pod with earbuds. Uh, we tell you a few of our favorite moments, and then we show you where you can find more about this show uh, in case we've piqued your interest. Last week, we talked about a show called The Last Gentleman. Yes. And you and I had a great conversation about what is the most common show on the internet. Two white guys talking. About about random topics, about the news of the day and whatever comes to their mind. And, And here, one week later, we've got another two white guys talking to each other about random things that come up in the news of the day. So I thought about that. 
And I was like, man, we've got to get some more diversity in the shows that we're reviewing. Although I do feel like the amount of shows we're reviewing versus uh, diversity, it's it's probably pretty close to what the percentages are out there in the potosphere. Yeah, there's no doubt it's a it's a male dominated landscape. It's a white uh, dominated landscape. It's a American dominated landscape. Podcasting is very popular in lots of different countries around the globe, but America white white males, American white males is the dominant force in podcasting. So I've got a podcast. Okay. That's got two female hosts. All right. And uh, so that'll break some things up. But here's the deal. I don't know a way of for us to discuss this to discuss the show other than to make it an explicit show. And and here's why. The actual title is Guys We F***ed, the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. It, it, I, you just told me about this show earlier tonight. My interest is peaked, no doubt whatsoever. I'm very excited about it. I would like to know what our audience thinks about it. We've got an episode coming up. We've done one review already where sort of we prefaced it. We, we don't curse on the episode, but we say, hey, this show we're going to talk about potentially some adult subjects. It was the... Uh, sick and wrong podcast when we reviewed that we said maybe if you listen to this show generally with the kids in the car this isn't the episode to do that for next week well not next week but a couple of weeks down the road for valentine's day we're going to be reviewing the savage love cast and again that's another one we've got some adult subject matter to discuss sort of we may not curse on it or probably won't curse on it but that still is not an episode that you're going to want the kids in the car if and when we do guys we that's definitely going to be an episode where we're going to have to take the uh, the kid gloves off, so to speak, a little bit. Oh, no. I kind of only want to do it. If you can just be dirty. Yes. All right. Well, I, I, don't, I would not be opposed to having one explicit episode. Well, because we try to get, you know, every one of our shows is going to be just slightly different in, in usually the delivery because we want to bring in part of the show, the feel of the show that we're doing. Yes. Sometimes we'll be a little more argumentative, you know, different things like that. So I think the only way to do this show and keep that element is we have to be explicit. So so how do we – well, I suppose we'll take all responses. You can email us, of course, podonpod at teamprocreate.com. You can tweet us at podonpod or you can post on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podonpod. That's all the places you can find us uh, social media-wise. And I would say you hashtag it yes or no. <laughs> All right, then. There you go. Hey, look, man, uh, uh, go ahead and, and let us know on social media what you think and whether you'd like to hear a review of this show. Guys, we f- that uh, can be coming soon if you're interested. <laughs> this week, though, a, a, a much more uh, a straightforward show. We're going to be discussing Hello Internet. And as I said, it is a chat cast. It's a generic chat cast between two white guys. What makes this one different, though, than the show that we reviewed last week, The Last Gentleman? Well, a lot of things make it different. First of all, these two guys are both YouTubers, sort of internet presences. Yes, they're YouTubers. Yes, uh, I was C- excited. CPG is it? Is it CGP? C CPG Gray? No yeah. C. I don't know. It's difficult. CPG Gray. There we go. Yeah, CPG Gray is his name. That's one of the guys. The other guy's Brady Haran. I'd never heard of Brady. I've never heard of either. I had heard of CPG Gray, 
I also have seen one or two maybe of his videos, but the those two things were disconnected to me. I did not know that the video that I had seen was one of this guy's. I had heard the guy's name, but I didn't remember that he was a YouTuber. I Some of the blogs that I follow, some of the other podcasts I listen to, this guy moves in the same circles, and so there was some crossover there, but I didn't really have a great background with him. Now that I know who he is, his videos are tremendous. In particular, I have seen the video on um, the British government, like the talking about the UK, which he mentioned in an episode that I listened to of this podcast, talked about some of the problems that he has in that video and that if he had to do it over again or if he ever gets around to making that video again, things that he would change. And the other video that I watched from him was about the Electoral College, I think. Um, both of them very super informative. Uh, entertaining, you know, he does a great, they're all animated. So you don't ever see his face. And that's actually sort of a thing for a guy that is as well known as he is. And it has a following like he does on YouTube. And yet he's still very mysterious, I guess is the word. I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's off. He's offline. Like he doesn't, people don't know. I mean, people now know what he looks like because he has started allowing photos of himself online. But for a long time, he literally would like actively patrol and remove photos of himself that appeared online because he wanted to protect his own identity sort of to a degree. I really respect that. And it's also strange in the internet age for someone who is an internet celebrity to also respect their privacy. It's weird. Um, Joel, what excited me whenever I found that out was if you think back several months ago, we had a conversation about wanting to do uh, a review of a podcast that a YouTuber had started, mm-hmm. right? See what the crossover was. Um, and I think the one that we were going to do was Grace Helbig's uh, Not Too Deep, maybe? That sounds familiar. We talked about also doing um, uh, Getting Dug with High. Uh, back when we reviewed Doug oh, Love's yeah, yeah, movies, yeah, yeah. because we both enjoyed his video cast more than his podcast. True. So th- there are a couple out there that I'd like to get to. True. Someday. So I was excited that after several months, we actually finally got around to doing uh, a review on a YouTuber crossing over to being a podcaster. And both these guys, uh, as we mentioned earlier, are YouTubers, uh, and both of them with an educational bent. Brady Haran actually appears in his videos. I haven't. I still haven't watched one of his YouTube videos. Once we finish this review, I am going to go check him out uh, on a few of them. But but he's not a guy that I was familiar with at all. Over the course of listening to this show, though, I think I ended up liking him more than than CP. Um, I, maybe that's – I don't know why exactly that, that was. We'll get to it over the course of this, this uh, show. So first of all, let's talk about audio quality. Uh, that's where we'll start for this one. I thought CP, CPG Gray, his audio is pretty much perfect. Brady's at times sounds like it's I think n- not a him. great connection. Well, no, I think that's him uh, moving in and away from the microphone. Oh, you think he's just got yeah. less uh, good, less solid mic technique? Maybe, maybe. Uh, maybe so. Uh, I do know, though, that these guys do the double ending, double end Skype recording that we've discussed before. They both record their own audio track locally. They're doing the podcast over Skype, uh, and then they combine those audio tracks separately. There's actually, and this is where I want to focus a little time and attention, because the the combination, the area of audio quality and, and production values here, this is a great example of how this show differs from other generic white guy podcasts, and, and even last week's show, The Last Gentleman, as well as that show is produced... Those guys are not spending the time episode to episode that CPG Gray and Brady are. 
there's a blog post on CPE's website, and I'm going to link this in our show notes and, and stuff on this post. But you can go and look. He details. You can actually watch a time-lapse video of him editing one episode of this show. It's 11 hours worth of editing shrunken down into a one-hour video. That is a tremendous amount of work. It's much more work than you and I put in on on any one episode of this show. It's more work than even I know people podcasts that I listen to that say they they do three or four passes of, of edits on their shows. But even then, you're talking about an hour, hour and a half show, four times over. That's not eleven hours worth of editing, right? But he is he is a bit uh, neurotic and. Uh, m- he, he's a perfectionist. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so does he need to put in 11 hours? No, not at all. Probably not. They edit for content occasionally. Like, they'll have a topic that doesn't really go anywhere. And they'll just dump that out of the show. He cuts out a lot of the uhs and the ums. Not all of them, and I thought that was a great uh, point because when you cut them all out, and I don't cut out all of ours. I cut out some. I cut out the most egregious ones. But I leave a lot in because then it – stops feeling like a normal conversation if you don't ever have those sort of verbal stutters. So he leaves in enough to make it sound normal, takes out all the ones that you could make fun of pretty much. And and what it ends up doing is these guys both come out sounding like real professionals. <laughs> so here's my commentary on the on the audio because we've talked about this topic so much and the technique that they use uh, really works for podcasts who sound great. Uh, we just need to come up with a name for that technique. Maybe there's one already out there. We just don't know what it is. Name it, and then we'll start using that going forward so that we don't spend, you know, two minutes explaining the thing. It's the it's the double-ender Skype recording. That's what it is. It's the double-ender Skype recording. That's, that's what they're doing. Uh, so let's move on then to production values. Minimal. You, you like the way they put the oh, show yeah, together, beautiful. I bet. Yes. Nice theme music into uh, the show. Uh, they use a sound effect occasionally in between segments as they're going from topic to topic if there's been a big edit sometimes you'll hear just a little flourish and then more conversation i sort of hated it the first time that it happened i was like why why do they do that then i realized they don't do it every time they switch conversations they only put it there when there's been a serious edit to the show and it 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 makes i don't know for some reason it made the flow through much more understandable to me. Like I never got lost in a conversation because of it. Sometimes simple is best. Really? Really? That's, yeah. I mean, it, it goes, but it shows you that even the simplicity is hard work. Like I think part of the, the way that it comes off so easygoing is because he puts 10, 11 hours into every episode. So that moves on into the content itself. What do these guys discuss? Well, here we go. So you and I were going to record this last week. Yes. And one of the problems that you had was how to describe it. Yeah, I still have that problem, really. It's two guys sort of famous on the Internet talking about the things that they like. And well, to put a more fine point on that, it becomes difficult for me. I think, uh, well, CPG Gray uh, is also a teacher. Mm-hmm. And Brady as a journalist. So they both kind of have this um, educational quality when they speak or explain something that is fantastic. Very straightforward. Yeah, so... Easy to understand. So I don't know if... It, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's... The, the topics they talk about are educational, but they look at problems like being wrong. Uh, yeah. Right? That was the very first episode was yeah. being wrong on the internet. Or feedback. Yeah. Right? And what's funny is they actually talked about feedback... 
before they even released the episode and received feedback. <laughs> yeah, I thought that so, was pretty brilliant too. So, but it was something that for me, a person who has done uh, two podcasts, have been doing it for almost five years now. Wow. Total. Yeah. yeah. They, it is like they are deconstructing the thing that they are doing, right? Mm. So they want to do a podcast. Okay, well, what are some of the concerns you would have with doing a podcast? Oh, man, I would, you know, being wrong, putting anything out there for the masses and being wrong is a concern. It's something that you think about. It's something, how do you plan against it? What's your philosophy on it? Are you okay with it? Because maybe it's something to be okay with. What's something else you're going to think about or worry about when you're doing a podcast? Feedback. Feedback. Right. Are you you going to get any? Is it all going to be negative? Uh, Do you put it out there? Do you put a segment of the show to it? Um, You know, what's what's helpful feedback? What's not helpful feedback? And and listening to those shows early on, it was really cool because it was it was like they were talking about the issues that we talked about or we had 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 to have tackled. So. And and the way that they speak and the way that they deliver information and the rapport that they have back and forth, especially having one in gray as being a teacher and then having the other one who's a reporter who's asking questions, right? Like that's his job. He, he interviews. He asks questions. It works really, really well. It really does. It And it, it you know, we talked last week about the, that fine line of, of being just another podcast between two random white guys and – these guys, even though their notoriety didn't really rub off for you and me since they they were they're internet famous, but they're not really famous to us. We didn't right. exactly know who these guys were coming into the show. And yet the podcast still works, even though you and I aren't really fans or followers of them. And that is a tremendous testament to exactly how hard they work and and how educational and informative and entertaining the two of them are as people. And I found that it that it is topical in so it's not topical to popular culture, right? It's not topical to what's going on, like the news. But, uh, week but, to week, yes. But it is. So if they talk about feedback in episode three, they're going to revisit that in episode four. Yes. This is something that I came, I ran into in this in this podcast too. I listen, so I listened to episode one. Then I listened to episode 25. I went back and listened to episode two. And then I listened to, I think, episode like 12 or 13, somewhere in there. And all of them were great. Very different, and there were several times where it was clear this was a continuing conversation from the episode before, and I'd sort of missed something. Um, so this is one of those rare occasions where it's not a narrative podcast, it's not really a comedy podcast, and yet I may find myself going back and listening to them all over time. Because it builds on itself. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. It really does. Uh, so, by the way, I did listen to those episodes, 1, 2, 25, and yeah, it was 12. Hamburgers in the Pipes was number 12. That's the episodes I listened to. Do you remember which ones you listened to? Uh, I want to say I listened to 1, 2, 3, 4, and 28. Uh, yeah, episode 28 is the New Year next episode. most recent episode, yeah. Randomness in a Box, was the yes, name of yes, that one. Yes, yes, that's one I listened to. Um, so so there, there you go. Those those are the episodes that we listen to. That's sort of our general take on Hello Internet from CGP Gray and Brady Heron. Um, they talk about YouTube, life, work, and whatever. That's the tagline for the show. You can find it at hellointernet.fm, by the way. Let's move on to some of our favorite moments. You got a particular favorite moment that you'd like to mention? Um, yes. And it just happened in uh, episode 28. I'm going to talk about it again. Because of the way that they record, 
Gray, CPG Gray, is trying to match it up. So he has Brady clap three times. Yes. Right? And then he claps three times uh, to sync everything, I guess. I, I think okay. the way that that works is on the waveform, you can see the claps, the claps. coming across both right. sides, and you line those up, yes. and there you go. So just to show the, the difference in personalities and things, I guess they've done this. but I, I guess they do this before every show, right? Mm-hmm. So Brady wants to do something different. He goes, ah, you know what? I'm t- I'll, I'll give you three and a half. And so he claps three times, and then you hear a very faint <laughs> clap, right? And and Gray, who is very like, this guy seems very by the by the books. Like this is how things should be. And if I mess it up, it's because I didn't know, and now I do. But that's four claps, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. That's four claps. And then Brady's quick to go, no, 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 no. I did three regular claps, and then I tap my fingers. Into the palm of my other hand. Yes, it was only half a clap. Right. Which, okay, now now, now, CPG Gray has turned around to the idea of, okay, so let's just say, for argument's sake, that there is a such thing as a half clap. It wouldn't be you taking two, your fingers. Two or three fingers, It yeah. would be you clapping your fingers to your palm of the same hand. So that's a half clap. So what you did, okay, so sure, there's a half clap, but what you did wasn't a half clap. <laughs> you gave me four. I asked yes. for three and a half, and you gave yeah. me four. Uh, that's funny. The uh, The last episode that I listened to, or the next to last episode that I listened to, which was uh, episode 25, in that one, Gray tells him to give him 11 claps to start the episode. And he does. He gives him 11 claps in a row. <laughs> Counts him right off. It was awesome. I was like, all right, there you go. So I, I didn't mention it. We, we sort of skipped over host likability there. I said in the beginning that I started the show thinking I was going to like Gray more because I did have some sort of familiarity with him. Over the course of the episodes, I felt completely in love with Bray. Brady's got a quick wit. He's very funny. He's much more easygoing than Gray is. Gray is almost neurotic, uh, the level of, of perfectionism. He is as straight as a straight man can be. <laughs> That's a good... You know what I'm saying? Like, like if there's the straight man and there's the clown? Yes. He is, he is the prototypical, like... He's, it's if like you, a an iron stud as opposed to a wooden two by four, huh? That's right. Like, I'm like, like Brady is not like he's not the the most clownish you can clown. Oh, I got you. Yes, no, he's not a no. wild man. This no, no, is no, no, not no. morning radio or anything. But CPG Gray is very by the book is the way yes. you described him earlier. That's a pretty good way to that's a pretty good way to put it. So there you go. That's our look at Hello Internet. Real quick, let's tell you what we thought about it overall and give you our rating for this show. I my initial thought was I was going to give it a two. Because I just enjoyed it so much. I am subscribed, and not only am I going to listen to new episodes going forward, it's been added to my rotation. I'm probably going to go back and listen to I'll, – I'll catch up on some. I'll binge uh, occasionally when, I, when I'm getting a hankering for something a little different. But this show is not for everybody. And it is another generic couple of white guys talking to each other about the things they like. And because of that, I, I'm I'm beginning to like okay well how many white guy podcasts can I have in my in my uh, quiver to share with other people and of my list of friends there's only a handful of them that I think boy this is a show that that such and such would really love or this guy would really love I like a lot of the things because I also work on the internet because I am also behind the mic because a lot of the topics that I've heard him cover so far they're topics that are meaningful to my daily life a lot of the quote-unquote civilians that i know that wouldn't be the case so for all of those reasons i'm going to knock off a little bit i'm gonna give them 1.5 earbuds and that's only because i don't i don't think this is a podcast for everybody it's a great podcast not for everybody
So I also really enjoyed it. And I think that it is not one I'm going to listen to every week. But man, for long car car rides or travel or when you have like large chunks of time, you know, you're going to generally be caught up on podcasts you listen to every week. Yeah. Uh, And this is a great one to have in the chamber. Oh, I can listen to four or five episodes. Right, because you're not caught up with it. I thought it was fantastic. Really enjoyed it. I was pleasantly surprised to finally uh, listen to an interview of podcast that created by YouTubers. So that was kind of cool. I also can't think of podcasts in the way that you just laid out. Like I can't, I can't change my opinion on something because oh, there's so many podcasts with white guys. Or I like it's hard for me to to bring that into my judgment of something because. Funny's funny, sad is sad, and either I'm gonna like what I like, and I'm gonna hate what I what I hate. So it's a one and a half. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to probably uh, recommend it to several people because YouTube the YouTube culture is fanatical, and I think that YouTubers being able to open that audience up to an audio version, to podcasting, I think is tremendous. Well, I'm with you there, too. And I'm kind of surprised that it got 1.5 from you. That's that's pretty impressive for anybody that's been following your scale there. All it's right. It's very, very good. Uh, it is. It's a great show. Yes. HelloInternet.fm is where you can find it. You can also find it, of course, on iTunes and Stitcher, etc. Before we wrap up the show, we got a little listener mail. Uh, first, this comes on our Facebook page, and you can find us at facebook.com slash pod on pod. Okay, so this comes on our Facebook page, and it's in response to our history podcast from a few weeks ago. This is from Nick Varney. Hey, guys, I cited Dan Carlin for two essays I wrote in English. Boom! One was Constitutionality of Spying and History, Perceptions of Roman History. Those were the two papers that he so wrote. So how did he, how did he cite it? His content wasn't my main source for citation. I used other academic sources, too, of course. I messaged Dan on Twitter about citing him. He said I was very brave to do so. Uh, so <laughs> That's he, fantastic. He cited it directly. It wasn't his primary source. It was one of his secondary, right. but he cited it as Dan Carlin, Hardcore History, and the episode title with really? links, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, man, that's great. So uh, thank you for that information, Nick. We asked uh, if anybody had used him for a citation, and there you go. I knew somebody out there had tried it. All right, the other listener uh, feedback that we got this week comes from, this is from Mark. Uh, and this was an email, a great email. It's actually quite long, so I'm going to try to skip through this. We might have to edit it a little bit. Hi, Josh and Joel. A while back, I heard the episode where you guys got a string of upset listener feedback <laughs> in response to one of your shows. Probably old news by now. It's been bothering me for a while, and I finally just decided to write you guys. I really enjoy the podcast. Keep your chins up. You guys make a great show. Don't let a few butt hurt one-time listeners tell you otherwise. Uh, and and I emailed him back. That, of course, is he's talking in response to the Rob Has a Podcast episode. That was uh, by far the most feedback we've ever gotten and almost entirely from from his audience directly. Uh, He says, while I have your attention, though, I thought I'd also like to give you a little feedback because I'm assuming I represent at least a segment of your legitimate listenership. I like that he put legitimate in in parentheses. First, I started listening to your podcast because you guys reviewed How Stuff Works and they mentioned uh, you 
in response. It sounds like you guys got a large boost in listenership from that. Then, since I've started listening to your podcast, I've picked up a few of your recommendations and started listening to those shows as well. What I noticed is that most of those podcasts see a pickup in their traffic after they're reviewed by your show. Anyway, I wanted to make a suggestion. Most podcasts ask their listeners to give their own podcast a review on iTunes or whatever. We do. At the end of the show, we say, hey, go review us on yeah, iTunes. Yeah, it's, it's a great way to show some love. He said, in contrast, you guys might actually benefit more from telling your listeners to support you guys by actively reviewing other podcasts on iTunes. So if every week the listeners of our show that check out, for instance, Hello Internet, if they go and review Hello Internet mentioning our show, his suggestion is that that in the long run will gain us more because these shows will notice. Yeah, so on the count of three, we're going to mention the show that we reviewed that we think the majority of our listeners checked out on the count of three. Okay. One, two, three. Mabim, mabim. I, yeah, I, well, I was going to say mabim, mabim too. I wanted to say, <sighs> you were terrible I'm sorry. I'm this. really I bad. I you a countdown. I, I know, but I was, I was, I don't know. I was kind of at a loss. I wanted to say mabim, mabim, but I got to tell you, I think we may have actually made a difference for the Monette Dixon line too. Yeah, right on. It's a, it's a very obscure show. Yeah. In comparison oh, to a yeah, lot of the very, other ones, yes. it's a very niche audience. There aren't a lot of other shows out there like it at all. And I think there are a lot of people like you and me that are interested in checking that out once in a while. And it comes out so infrequently that it's not it's not taking up space in your pot. Like even someone so, who doesn't listen to that many shows, that, that's one everybody can subscribe to. Right. But we're gauging it differently. You're obviously going by percentage points and I'm going by number of listeners. <laughs> okay. F- fair enough. <laughs> All right, so that was his first suggestion. He said, he also said, I think you guys are thinking or thought about dropping the segment of the show where you give the reviewed podcast a new name. He says, first, I think that's a smart move. You're welcome. It was, it was honestly clunky. Yeah, no, you're right. And you were totally right on that. It, most of our jokes didn't hit. It wasn't a great idea. He says, but I would say you guys were onto something. The problem with a lot of podcast titles is they tell a person nothing about the show. Just, Hello, Internet yep. says nothing. The Last Gentleman podcast. Says nothing about the show. So he says, if you guys tried to come up with titles which were more descriptive, don't worry about a joke. Just try to describe the show and name the show properly. If you did that, that might have some worth. He said, alternatively, what if you had a segment where you made the elevator pitch for the show? Where you gave the, you know, 30 second, why would I listen to this show? That's, I think that's something a great to idea. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's very much something that could work. Um, so, uh, he said, one more idea along those same lines would be to do something at the end of the episode where you go, if you like podcast A, B, or C, then this show would be for you. So, this is the perfect email. This is the email that we love to get um, because it's 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 ideas and criticisms that are going to help evolve the show that's going to make the show a better experience for the listener which is ultimately what we want to do absolutely and and the, it continues even with his last suggestion and, and i said i was going to edit this email i didn't do it a whole lot but but here's a, a great one this is all great stuff so i wanted to share it with you guys too and and get more feedback if, if the listeners like what this guy is suggesting what mark's suggesting here and you guys would like us to head in this direction that's awesome he says one peculiarity of me which may only apply to a small segment of your listeners is that i really like it when you guys make observations 
observations on the specific design or scheme of a podcast. In this regard, you guys are similar to Song Exploder, which we've discussed before, the podcast that takes one song apart over the course of the episode, or even 99% Invisible, which I've only listened to one episode, but that's a a podcast all about design. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's really unique, and now I mostly listen to your show for that. You guys have seen enough podcasts to articulate what makes the design of a show different. For example, I thought your discussion of Polly Shore's interested, coupled, interspersed interviews, etc. was really on point. Also, just this morning, I'm listening to your review of the Adam Carolla show, and I thought the observations on long format shows was something I'd noticed, but perhaps never been able to put my finger on. Regardless, I wish you guys well. Keep up the good work. Mark, that is a great email, man. Yes. Made my day. Really appreciate that. And I, I do think he's I, I do think he's on to something. Like I the you and I have a uh, a particular experience, which is just wallowing around in podcasting just swallowing as much of it as we can the stench of it like i walk by and people just know <laughs> you just smell podcast coming off of me right like me walking around is like a like like a porta potty regular porta potty a porta potty a porta potty ah that's nice i like that it's uh, terrible it's, it's, it's pretty terrible. bad that's pretty bad jokes that's why we're uh, podcasters and not comedians folks anyway uh, thanks so much for the feedback mark and we'll think about that we may we may try out that um the elevator pitch segment on next week's episode oh, speaking def- of oh definitely what are we going to review next week josh the bs report yeah i guess i mean i really <laughs> wanted to do we, I'm no, ready gotta, for the BS report. Okay, well, we got we, we're going to do the BS report because it's that time of year. It is uh, football. Uh, the season is coming to an end as the Super Bowl is this coming up weekend, as a matter of fact. And or am I allowed to say super? Maybe I have to say big game. I think mm, yeah, I? Okay. big game. The big game is this weekend. But then also that transitions into basketball season, and of course, uh, Bill Simmons, the guy behind the BS report at ESPN, is a huge basketball nut, huge NBA guy, and commentator and and uh, analyst. So uh, it is the right season to get into that show. A very cool show in its own right. We'll talk about that next week. Until then, we want you to stop by podonpod.com. You can check out all of our archives. You can review Hello Internet for us on iTunes or Stitcher and tell them that we sent you their way. Or review some of the other shows that you've started listening to because of Pod on Pod. That, I think that would be a great idea to, to help spread the word. And if you are prepared for an, uh, an explicit episode, remember, hashtag it yes or no. That's right, folks. We're going to be, uh, we, we want your feedback on whether or not to do a review soon of Guys We F. Uh, until next week, we're your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. Keep listening. Pod on Pod is a proud member of the Procast Network, a Procreate production. Procreate is a community of artists in film, music, the digital arts, and fine arts that helps them connect and collaborate on projects. You can find out more at teamprocreate.com. For more great podcasts from the Procast Network, check out Movie Buzzed. Every week, your host, Zach, and some special guests review a new film. It's time for good friends, a great movie, and a good buzz. The Pod on Pod theme song was written and produced by Adam Dale. You can find more information about him on our website. 
Our musical guest this week is Beach Language. Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high flying to all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Ah, ah, treason, 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 treason. 
Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Tune into Haycar's new podcast series, The Road to a Simple Life. And join me, Vernon Kay, as I chat to McFly's Harry Judd, Ian Haste of Haste Kitchen, and Money Magpie's Jasmine Bertles about how they keep things simple across their family, food, and financial lives. The Road to a Simple Life is brought to you by Haycar, the new website for used cars that promise to make finding your perfect used car simpler than ever. Find us on all major podcast channels or head to heycar.co.uk forward slash simple for all of the episodes.